Hey, hey, and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined once again by my very own crew of Paper Tigers. First of all, the contrarian, sometimes ruinator, keeper of the inner sanctum, numbers guy, and... Uh, I was going to give you a, a, a sleazy gang name. Now I'm going to stick away. Sleazy with... gang name. Well, you're Bagel. I'm Bagel. <laughs> Keith of Keith Scott. Keith, how are you? Because I'm holy. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm here. So how can I not be good? Don't give me that look. <laughs> how can I not be good? And, and of course, the, the man with several holes in his collection. The guy who's always to... wrong, the dirty old geek, the pictures guy, and the clown prince of collecting. Brian needs one. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name that I... Never mind. <laughs> Why would you not? <laughs> well, i got to tell you, Lance, we used to be called the Paper Tigers, but now we're the Jezebels. <laughs> I'm, of course, the long-suffering, world oldest kid sidekick. I am the words guy. My name is Lance, and let me give you some advice, cop. You can beat us, you can chain us, you can lock us up, but we're going to be back, understand? No? Eh. Yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> you know what Jezebel's another word for? What is Whore. it? <laughs> and welcome to another issue. All right, Brian, in lieu of the, the name I was going to give you, we're just going to call you Lube Job. That's your gang. <laughs> I like it. That's Lube prison Job. Name. That's my prison name. That's my prison name. <laughs> when I worked on the Indy 500 pits. <laughs> do, you have any, uh, do you have any news for us, Brian? That's why. I do. Um, you may have missed it. Because nobody's really said anything uh, about it, but uh, the actors of SAG's gone on strike. Yes, they no, they, I saw that in the news, dude. They're like the the second strike good to go with the Writers Guild or whatever. You know what? There, it was funny. A few years back, the NBA went on strike, and they came out with a poll that said like eighty percent of Americans really didn't give a fuck. If the NBA went away tomorrow, it would not change their lives one bit, and it wouldn't hurt them at all. The next day, the strike was settled. And I thought to myself, I wonder how many people actually really care that SAG's on strike, that the writers are on strike. Who gives a fuck? Judging from box office is not no. much. Uh, they we, have, there's only been a, literally a handful of films that have done well. Uh, and, I don't want, and I don't know that they've done uh, Save the Studio well. You know, normally they'd put out 100 films. Yeah. If 12 of them did really well, you would cover all the rest. Uh, but, well, that's the, that's the, but that's the, the formula now. It's yeah. You literally have to make, I don't know, three or four movies that's going to make your bankroll, and then you can make whatever the hell else you want. Yeah, but <clears throat> it's they're not getting those films. And there's not a... a it's not <clears throat> like, okay, it's got Marvel attached to it, so it's going to make a billion dollars or half a billion dollars. No, that's gone away. That's gone away. Well, they, they're also releasing them on streaming so quickly. They have to. That, that, but nobody needs to go to the theater. Nobody's going to go anyway. Do you remember when, when the video cassette wouldn't come out for six months a year? So you'd have to see it in the theater or yes. else you wouldn't see it yep. for a year? Yes. And all your friends would have seen it and you're like the dumbass going, no, I didn't make it. 
That was me for Star Wars. I missed Star Wars, the first one. I didn't see it until my my buddy's dad got a video cassette like a year, year and a half later. Paid $120 for it. And we watched it there. And then the first time I saw it at the theaters when the second movie came out. And talk about feeling like a pariah. <laughs> that explains so that much. Is, yeah. So, so that, that, yes. that's what they got to do. Go back to that. Don't release it right away. So people have to go to theaters. <laughs> well, but there isn't a... Uh, you know what? I think that that would fail. And it would fail on a lot of levels. One being that streaming services right now, it's such a... So competitive... Uh, even even cheap, uh, free. I mean, how much do we watch on Tubi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? The the one that I I use the most, and I probably would recommend. I am doing it, so I don't even think I would probably do it. Would be Amazon. Oh yeah, you can uh, find almost anything there. You can couple of not only that, but you can get like I just got Haya. Uh, I'm thinking I might have to sign up for that. Yes. I uh, look under recommended films. The first ten all had Donnie Yen in them. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding? I'm in heaven. He owns uh, Maya. Obviously, he owns Maya. <laughs> but, uh, and, and isn't, that just is, seems such a, a funny little name. for Hiya. But uh, $3.99 a month. I've now got 100 kung fu films. And not just Kung Fu, there's one zombie film, I know it's a zombie film, and maybe the best of the zombie films ever, called Train to Bazan. Oh, um, you had mentioned that one before. Yes. Yeah. It's 100 films for the cost of renting one. No one's going to miss the theater. No, it's already dead. I, I couldn't watch every DVD, Blu-ray I have. I couldn't watch my lifetime. I have probably 2,000 to 3,000 But DVDs. you've already seen them. Not all of them. Really? Yeah. Yes, I've watched two, three thousand. No, I bought stuff because I plan on watching. Feels like I watch two, three thousand movies a week. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> really? Uh, but yeah, I, my feeling is is that I don't think anybody really gives a shit whether that the SAG actors are on or what are you going to pitch for? Yeah, because you're not making your twenty million. Out of the twenty million that you're I, making on a film, and see, that's the thing. Anymore, it's it's still. more for the the bit players and the the commercial people. Yeah, but and... but who do we see? Exactly. We don't see. We see Fran Drescher standing up as the president of SAG or whatever, and we're like, "Well, she's got money, you know." There you go. And and then we see the the prominent people. Those are the ones you know. I saw the the trailer for Wonka with Timothy Chalamet. Now I like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I liked him in uh, Dune. Dune. Uh, I was going to watch him in The King. He plays Henry V. I saw him in Wonka, and he's he's skirting the line. He's trying to do a um, Gene Wilder, because it's written that way. Yeah, it's supposed but, to be like a prequel or something. Yeah, like that, it's right? a prequel. It's how he became Wonka. But he doesn't get there. He, he just doesn't have the timing that Gene Wilder had. No, so I'm looking at it going, you just wasted money, because in the trailer you lost me. The fucking trailer you lost me. And Hugh Grant as... The Oompa Loompa. What? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And then they had to change the whole Oompa Loompa thing because people weren't comfortable with the way that it was in the original movie. Yes. And that's the other thing that people are getting sick of is uh, all the politi- pol- politicization of the films and the messages. and the No, they're getting tired of it. What they want to see? Just give me a fucking film. Just give me a film. 
Just give me something uh, original and fun and brainless. And that's what's making money. Don't put your little uh, agenda in it. Don't put your politics in it. I don't need, uh, I don't need diversity pointed out. I don't need all that shit in a film. I just want a fucking film. That's what I want to watch. Uh, and we've got enough now between the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, 90s, that we don't ever need to see another new film again. And you know what the, the sad thing is? They're just remaking those. Yep. Why would I want to see a remake when I can just watch the original? Exactly. Which is going to be so much fucking better. Yes, exactly. Uh, what about the live-action cartoons? Oh, those are just great. And again, let's not talk about politicization, politicization, P- politicization. pollinization of them because of the pollinizations. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we'll see what kind of an effect it has because it was going to drop a lot of new series. I think The Boys was dependent upon uh, I've seen the trailer for that, so I think they're going to actually put it out. I still haven't seen the third season. So that's well, they can't. Um, the problem with it is, is they can't edit. I, all I know is I saw a trailer for it. So I oh, know. I know, and I've seen things for it too. But they can't edit the the series until. So that means we get a lot. We just get all these reality shows now. Yeah. No script, just let it go. Don't edit it. It's gonna be like Big Brother after dark all the time. Since I don't normally, I don't watch regular TV. I don't give a fuck. I don't watch se- uh, series, uh, TV. I don't watch it, so I don't know. Uh, if it's on a streaming channel, I'll see it. Uh, but you know what? I watched uh, The Meg yesterday. Loved it. I saw it when it came out. We went to the theater. I saw it in the what? theater. Yeah, which I won't go back to. I don't go to the theater unless it's something like with you guys or it's something special. I won't go to the theater. And The Wave, which was a uh, Norwegian film. Just brilliant. Watch it. Dungeons and Dragons I thought was fun. Uh, fun little film. Again, it's just stupid. All movies I can watch now. Yeah. I don't have to see new stuff coming out. There you go. I've seen two or three movies this whole year in the theater. And most of the movies I don't want to see. I, Secret Invasion, really? It's not been... Eh? I've only I haven't watched the last two. And you were the... Yeah, you were the guy who was going to watch them with me. I know, me. I haven't had time. But it's just been shit and you know it. Uh, I didn't think the first three episodes were shit, but... Speaking of shit and we know it, uh, so is the segment. Can we get going, please? <laughs> if it's shitty and you know it, clap your hands. Turn your hands uh, Make this a minute long. Go. We do have a uh, we do have a couple of passings of note to talk about today. Manny Koto, who was a showrunner for the show uh, Star Trek Enterprise, passed. Uh, and then uh, Jimmy Weldon. Who was the voice of Solomon Grundy? Solomon Grundy lied dead in the swamp. <laughs> was that, that the was voice? My Jim, that was my Jimmy Weldon as Solomon Grundy impersonation. Do it again. Solomon Grundy lied dead in the swamp. This is from Challenge of the Super Friends. I remember that. Oh my fucking God. Because I just in my head all I've got is Solomon Grundy born on Monday. Oh, no, but I remember that. Kind of that Texas draw. Yes. Man. Oh, that was great. Uh, he was also one of the liberators of Buchenwald. So uh, wow. take which one you want to say thank you for for that. Thanks for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, moment of silence. All right. So for this edition of the world famous Three Old Geeks Top 3 Interruptions. <laughs> the world famous Top 3 <laughs> list. 
and I have the data to prove it. Gentlemen, in honor of our new category of film, what are your top three exploitation films? Exploitation film defined by Wikipedia as a film that tries to succeed financially by exploiting current trends, niche genres, or lurid contents. Lurid. And go. Okay. You know where Brian's sticking in. So, you know what I am going to say? I'm just going to throw it out right now. Uh, This is just up to now. This is up to now because we're seeing some exploitation films that we had not seen. So, this could change. But, let us go with... uh, I'm going to put as number three... In the uh, zombie exploitation, zombie exploitation, Return of the Living Dead. You have sung the praises of Return of the Living Dead that movie. numerous times. It is freaking fantastic. I one of the Linnea Quigley. There's nothing that she can be in that would not be considered an exploitation film ever. I think she's the queen of the exploitation. She film, is. Perfectly honest. Uh, I think so too. I think she's queen of the screen, screen, screen queens. She's an ambassador of them. She is, yes. She is great. Uh, But uh, what a phenomenal, phenomenal little movie. It's where Brain started. Yeah, it's where Brain started. Uh, To this day, when they're in the, uh, it's it's like a medical, isn't it a medical supply? Yes. And the dog, it's like the the, the anatomical half section of the dog is like panting. I remember that to this day. Like oh. I was sitting there, and it, correct me if I'm wrong. That was Tom Savini, was yes. it? Not? Yes, yes, it was. That was one of the best pieces of practical special effects I've ever seen. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, and they found a, just an emaciated French mime or performer yeah. to play that the brains part yeah. because they had to. You got to add things to people, and but they needed talked, them to be the mime to talk. Yeah, that was even better. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he was French. <laughs> He was yeah, from any time we can have the freshman. Okay. Um, <laughs> my number three. <laughs> oh, Wasn't the little guy in Hogan's Heroes French too? I don't know. Yes, okay. he was, yes, he was French. Yes, yes. I'm taking away. Frenchie was Frenchie his, was his, his <laughs> actual nickname. Yeah, okay. He's Bulgarian. <laughs> my number three uh, is uh one that I still love this day. I, it's coursed by Roger Corman, one of the kings of the exploitation films, and it's Death Race 2000. God, you know, I almost put that on the list. I almost it's did. such a good, fun movie. Uh-oh. Carradine. Yeah. A young yeah. Sylvester Stallone. Post-apocalyptic, you know, yeah, like, yeah. or dystopian, dystopian car, country, yeah. you know, and you get extra points if the person's in a wheelchair or whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah. Dude, that's uh, awesome. But I love Frankenstein just runs over the nurses to push them out there. Because <laughs> uh, it's just like making a statement. I, I really, so much better than the Jason Statham stuff that came along later on, which was way too serious. I haven't seen that film. Yeah, this one, this one kind of... Uh, Gave you a wink and a nod, like yeah. we know this is this is kind of goofy. Yeah, it, it's Corman. <laughs> it should. At that point, Corman had been around for a while, and if you knew Roger Corman film, you knew Roger Corman. Film. Exactly. No one went to see Academy Award winning. No, there was no ex- expectation. What is your third one? My third Movie one. Guy. Um, I looked so on the Wikipedia page. They have you know 
various sub-genres of, ex of exploitation film. I personally don't think spaghetti westerns are exploitation, other than that they're cheaply made or lured or whatever, but I could go on for days about spaghetti westerns. My third one is a recent one. Uh, it is a combination horror movie, slasher movie, slash car exploitation movie, because I'm a big car guy, and I only actually just That's recently saw this spot. for the first time, and it's the car. I was like, really? You just, I had never, never seen, seen the, the car, car, and it was on Spangoolie about three weeks ago, and I sat down and watched it, it's and I, I love that movie. It is literally Jaws with a demonic car. Yeah. Yes. I, I own it on video cassette and DVD. I, I always, that, Duel, I, even Killdozer. Well, du Duel is more like the, there's, it's almost like just the truckers being a jerk. This was literally a, a demonic, demonic car. Yeah. Like you look through the there's windshield. No driver. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no driver. You look oh, yeah, through the no. windshield. It's just, it's like all and yellow and stuff up, like you that. See like a, almost like a visage of, yes. yeah. Yeah, and, I yeah. just, I, and, uh, I, uh, Race with the Devil is another one that's sort of the same thing. With Peter Fonda and Warren Oates. Warren Oates? That's not Warren Oates. Yeah. Warren Oates. Warren Oates. Oh, Warren Oates is in, is in Black uh, Tulane Blacktop. I thought it was War and Peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, number is, two for me. just gave new listener because of that. Uh, number two for me. I'm going to Dr. Richard because <clears throat> oh, uh, it's a group of films. Uh, and I got sucked into this um this genre, and I think I watched three of them in one day, and there's four of them, uh, was the I Spit on Your Grave films. Jeez, dude. Uh, you know what? It got, I got sucked in, and there was some bit of trivia that I don't remember today, but that, that I went, wow. Uh, and then I found out there was more, and then I went, whoa. So I got into them. Uh, actually, not as bad as you would think, but interesting. Uh, you know, there's obviously... There's kids. Let's just put it this way. There's kids in the store yeah. right now. So, uh, yeah. but um, actually, really decent films. Uh, but into that uh, vengeance, yeah, yeah. mind yeah. exploitation. Uh, yeah, there's a whole. That's a, the whole. Yes, uh, but I. You know what I subgenre wholeheartedly recommend. Them. What is it? What is the, the subgenre? The revenge. Revenge. Revenge of yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I heard it called so many things. We talked about something done wrong for most of the '70s films that we watched. They did it right here. Yeah. And the, the aftermath of it is... Well, that's going to bring up my second favorite is a Revenge-O-Matic film. Revenge-O-Matic? Revenge-O-Matic. <laughs> I, I forget where I heard that phrase coined. I like it. it it's where, uh, you know, it's all about revenge. And yeah. It's, it's uh war hero comes home from being a POW. Oh, if that's where you're going, I really want to watch this one. I haven't seen it yet. I'm pretty sure I have it. Um... And, uh, you know, town throws him a big party, and they gave him, give him like, one silver dollar for every day he was held captive, which was, like, forever. You're definitely going there. And uh, it's William Devane. It has Tommy Lee Jones in it. It's called Rolling Thunder. It is a, uh, it's such a film. A bunch of ticked off uh, townspeople grab him with the money he won't tell him he you know he's been tortured for like years there so they're trying to coerce him in there they kill his family and they stick his hand in the garbage disposal and uh yeah so he ends up with a, a hook for the rest of the movie and he goes out and for revenge james best is the bad guy in there. james best yes yes it's a great movie. I they just want to cut Tarantino. He named he named his production company Rolling Thunder Productions. I, I had uh, 
I'd seen that back in the early 80s when we got Cinemax or whatever. I've been, yeah, I, that's been on my list to watch, had, watch for a while. Yeah, and it was such a great film and it stuck with me. I mean, every now and then it'll come to my mind, I'll bring it up. You know, when I'm watching Goonies, they went, mentioned William Devane. Oh, he, you know, he, he's not, that's President, uh, that's uh, President Kennedy. It's not William Devane. Well, he played him. I, I go, no, he played, I can't remember the character's name, but in, in Rolling Thunder. Great movie. Okay. What do you Well, got? the other, uh, the, the one genre that I've been exploring recently is black exploitation. And I was a fan of, you know, the big ones of Shaft and, and, and uh, Superfly Superfly and all that Steel kind of mind? stuff. I got to go with, uh, uh, I got to go with, hit, I mean, Hitman. It, Hitman. it really, I, I mean, I, I. Well, it hits your soft spot in another way, too. Right. And it's, so just, uh, and I got, I still got to read that. I got to get the audible and listen to that book or whatever. Because, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's Get Carter it makes complete sense. I, I mean, Bertie Casey's awesome. It's got a totally different ending than Get Carter and stuff like that. I just, I, I yeah. really dug that one, and uh, I'm glad I watched it. And I, it's got me watching. And, and again, I mean, we'll go to honorable mentions and stuff like that. But there's a couple of them that should be talked about a little bit more frequently than I think that they do. And I think that's a, it's a, a really good. I mean, it it shouldn't just be called a remake. It should be called you know this is a, a different take on yeah, this yes. story. Oh, or I didn't whatever. think that was a remake. Yeah, if it you came see, out it, almost the same time. It came right? out almost at the same time, so it's so, technically not. They were but, both made from the same book, so it wasn't a remake. It was a. It's a. Uh, it's a different telling. A reinterpretation. Yeah, thank you. Okay, number one for me. It's connected to uh, Lace mm. and uh, Switchblade Sisters. Yeah. Uh, and that is Angie Dickinson and Big Bad Mama. I think I saw that first when I was, oh, I want to say 10, maybe 10, 11, 12 at the latest. Yeah. I saw that. Uh, and, um, oh, I don't even know if I was 10. So you got Shedner in it, Angie Dickinson. Just, uh. Who's the other guy? Just someone else. I don't even remember. It's one we're going to watch again. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's one I, I, I remember that there was there was a two also. You know, there was a second movie. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, but it was not as good as Big Man no, Mama. No, it wasn't. Big Man Mama was great. Yes, it was. So, uh, Big Man Mama uh, is my number one. See it. See it. Well, I'm. With, I'm with, it, I mean, if was, you're older than eleven, it won't have the same effect. It wasn't my number one. Oh, it's just my number one. Um, it's spinning off the William Shatner thing. Uh, it's got Ernest Borgnine in it. It's got a young John Travolta in it. Devil's Rain? Devil's Rain. That's another one. Great movie. I, I have that too if you have one. No, I, I, again, Spangoolie's been putting all the stuff on it. Oh, He's been kind Devil of going Rain's with a little bit it? more. Yeah. more uh, <clears throat> that, that I found when we were doing the 70s uh, films. And I think I mentioned it when we were doing it. And it's like kind of a cool. It's back when... You know, got Rosemary's Baby. You had all the the possession. Yeah, like Hello. the Satan, Satan, Devil, yes. Devil's fluctuation. And I'm like, oh, it's just like it's a really kind of cool, creeptastic film. Ernest Borgnine is freaking <clears throat> fantastic is. in that yes. movie. He turns into a demon. Yes. Shatner's like awesome as like this haunted guy, and their eyes. Was Shatner in all of them? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
Shatner's been in every film ever. If you look in the backgrounds or but or yeah, the that, that one I, that one had such a like an original like it just goes to show you you might not have the budget if you got a good story yeah, it yeah. makes the movie yeah it was all localized and really didn't didn't go outside the boundaries at all hardly it was mostly that house and yeah limited town and yeah it's one of those ones I saw. I didn't know Spinguli had it on. No, it was no. I watched on dude. That was really good. Okay. That was really good. Yes. So, All right. Well, what is your number? My number Uno. one is can only be can only be this. It's, it's got to be uh, Kung Fu no. station. No, it it's not a Kung Fu. The the greatest Fu? opening lines okay. of any movie ever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to violence, the word in the act. While violence cloaks itself in a plethora of disguises, its favorite mantle still remains sex. The great, uh, and God, I'm now I'm drawing a blank on freaking legendary director's name, of course, Russ Meyer. Oh, <laughs> faster pussy cat, kill, kill. I, I, uh, <clears throat> it was gonna be among my honorable mentions. It was gonna be a Doctor Rich. It was gonna be Russ Meyer, and the other one's Andy Sedaris. And, and if you really, if you really want to technically call it a kung fu film. Uh, Tuar Satana kill. Oh, her old man taught her taught him taught her judo or whatever. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you can't count that. Uh, but her yes. old man taught her judo. That's that's stretchy. Uh, but just I mean the ult- to me the ultimate exploitation film. Uh, hot girls in cars going around killing guys. Yeah. My, one of my favorite bands ever was named after the movie. The director, Russ Meyer, directed their first video. I mean. You're doing pretty well. It's a little bit of a band. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I think he likes it. It basically turned me on to Russ Meyer. I mean, like, it, listen to the band turned me on to Russ Meyer, and then I, I gained interest in his further catalog after that. He's he's uh, he's the king of exploitation. And a smart guy because he owned all of his own movies. If you ever wanted them on DVD, you had to call. Like, you had to call. He didn't have a website. And he would guys a- like that. We and he would answer, his- like, his own phone. Yeah, yeah. And he'd send it out to you, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. all right, for honorable mentions, we have got a minute. Okay, Black I got to throw Spider Baby as absolutely the one I could not agree with you one, more. And I wanted to put it on the list. I, I never wasn't thought sure. of it was exploitation, but it's kind it's of Jack, a, dude. Anything Jack Hill touches is exploitation. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Black exploitation. Uh, sweet, sweet back. I have um, never seen that actually. It's really good. You That's the see. very first one. Is it okay? I just know I. I, uh, I, I Mario Van Peebles' dad I, did that one. Melvin. Melvin Melvin Manpil, Manpil, yeah. yeah, and Mario's in it, I guess. Yeah, a he's small. a little yeah, baby yeah, or yeah. whatever. Uh, and then again, I've mentioned this before. Um, I personally don't think. I mean, it's literally categorized as black exploitation. But I'm sorry, Blackula. That should Black-ula be talked Black-ula. about as like a horror, just like, a horror, uh, a horror classic. That should be up there with Creature from the Black it Lagoon and the one, Thing yes. and everything else. I just, I think that movie's punched way above its weight. I think the, and I forget the the, the main guy who's the actor was fantastic. Any other honorable mentions? Uh, I still go with JD's Revenge. JD's yes, Revenge. I was just thinking of that. Uh, the, the cage sheet or cage? Uh, what is that? What's the other one? John the Dummy. There's two cage. Cage sheet and caged. Uh, ca- oh, chain heat. Chain heat. Cage. Yeah. If you like the little prison, you know, if you like uh, the prison. Women part. in prison movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Penitentiary is another good. I, I back when they were making prison movies. Yeah. Oh, what was the? Uh, and we we also had a connection to it uh, with Switchblade Sisters this week, but um, White Mama, Black Mama, yeah, yeah, that, that's that, a, that was a good one. Yep, love that. Yeah, that's Jack Hill. 
No, that was uh, Eddie Romero. Oh, was it? Okay. Eddie Romero. Yes. Okay. All right, that was our top three. Favorite exploitation films? Let us know what yours are! <laughs> For the moment. For the moment. Spoiler alert. All right, so for Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, we are watching movies off of Collider's list of the top ten Kung Fu movies or martial arts films uh, of this decade. And we've come to number nine, entitled The Paper Tigers, written and directed by Bao Tran, and starring uh, Elaine Oi, Ron Yuan, and Michael Shannon Jenkins, and... This takes the classic kind of Shaw Brothers, you killed my master, we need to have revenge, puts it into a modern setting with middle-aged, over-the-hill kung fu guys. And I was so pleasantly surprised by this one. Really? I really like this one. Oh, okay. I I, I, I kind of I read the premise, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, you know, I gotta watch it, and... And I was really pleasantly surprised by this one. There were things about it that I did like. Okay, so it sounds like you were not a fan, Keith. What about you? I I like the story. I like aspects of it. I think there's enough humor to make it so it wasn't a classic kung fu thing. Uh, but I thought the actual kung fu was not there for a good chunk of it. That was part of my. The is, beginning and the end had the best kung fu. So the, I, 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 the opening segment is back in the nineties before everybody had camera on their phone. Uh, videotape footage of these guys doing what was it, bao dao or whatever, where mm-hmm. it was you, cha- it was literally the Chinese word for I'm going to challenge this other school. Bemo. Bemo. Yeah, Bemo. I'm sorry. That's okay. And Bemo. Bemo. You say bae, you say bae. <laughs> you say bae, you but, say bae. But, uh, yeah, the fighting in this and that was awesome. Uh, they did a real good job there. And then the... The, the boss. The, 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 the boss was one of these, like, why this guy is... I have not seen this guy in more movies. I have no idea. The guy looked like an action figure. He was an awesome martial yes, artist. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the rest of the story is basically three over-the-hill guys who are, who are the top... Three uh, kung fu guys in Seattle. Apparently, uh, their master gets killed, and they go to investigate what happened. Well, they go. They go to to, to you know respect him and go say, and then find out that someone killed him, and and you know have to go through the yeah the investigation, figure out who did it and how it was done. They run to old. You know, <laughs> enemies, which, which which he was cool. Carter. Yeah, Carter. Carter was great. Oh, look at this guy. He's dressed up like a Shaw Brothers movie. And he just gets his ass kicked in the first, in the videotapes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly. Like, one of them was like one punch. And then yeah. they shoved his head into a wall, like see, through a wall. I would like to see a, a, a movie of his rise from that to where he became, you know, his, his I got to seek redemption. I got better. I think we saw his redemption. He kicked the shit out of all three. We didn't see how he got better. His his building. Well, it was That's quite obvious that he c- c- continued practicing the yeah, art, and the other three guys all had got um, lives. And first of all, I don't think he got better. You think everybody? The, the, I think, think everybody the tigers got worse. got worse. 
I don't know. It didn't I seem like he, was, he had any moves back in original one. No, he was. I, yes, no. There was he was holding his own, but okay. but then when the guy goes, I'm not even going to take off my jacket for this, yeah. and that's when he hit him and then yeah. put his head through the wall. Yeah, I think they could have always taken him. They were yeah. that much better, but um, he uh, he had some moves. He had some shit. He had some shit yeah. going on. Uh, and he became a teacher, and I think, but I don't think that he. I think if those guys would have kept up on their training, uh, I think he still would have been uh, average guy, and they would have been superheroes. What's that? Okay, I'll go with that. That's that's what I think. I don't think that it's he got so much better as much as they got worse. Because, and that's just the ending tells you that. Yeah. So yeah, you've got. Uh, you discover that the master did take on another apprentice, another pupil, and he taught him poison fingers. The Jezebel. The Jezebel. We're, that's a lot. There's a lot of Jezebel being bandied about in this episode. Uh, bandied. Wow. I don't think he said panty. Bandied. Oh, bandied. No, yeah. only you thought I said panty, <laughs> Brian. Panties about. Well, he did just say Jezebel, so. Panty? Uh, your mind is just one deep, deep gutter, dude. Anyways. Yes, Keith, to your <laughs> point. You broke him. He's trying to go down your mind. Just like. I... Go ahead, you're just kung fu guy, go. I liked, uh, I liked it. I thought it was very uh, unique. I thought it was a unique story. It was an old take on a, on a classic tale it's set in suburban, you know, Seattle of all places, and Seattle's Chinatown or whatever. I thought the tone and, and there's, I mean, even in the old Shaw Brothers movies, there's some parts you know they have a little bit of humor. There's a little melodrama and stuff like that. It was just a little jarring in kind of the modern take of the. Some of it was really funny, like when he, when Carter kicks the shit out of out of uh, what's his name, and then takes his wig and makes it like the tassel on his spear or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was funny as hell. Um, but uh, it was the the, the the kind of the changes in tone, like going from kind of comedy to like, oh well, this guy's a kill. He's like a kung fu killer. I'm like, okay, it, yeah, it hurt that. It hurt that. Um, I would, yeah, I would have either liked to have seen it a little bit more serious or or a little bit more funny, and then I think it would have been a better movie. But I, I thought, in general, I thought this was really, it was, it was a fun movie. I did not regret watching it. I didn't regret watching it. I just didn't love it as a movie. I thought that there was, um, I thought there were a lot of leaps. Um, how. They all treated uh, what is this, Senshu? What Sen, the Senshu? The Sifu. Sifu. The teacher. Sifu. 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 Yeah. Sifu. Not- they all treated Sifu uh, like shit. Like Agreed. a big bag of dicks. Agreed. Uh, and it doesn't sound like he was a great guy. I mean, from what we saw... He wasn't the, he was, it was like, oh, he was, you know, I remember him always smoking and watching the horse races or whatever, you know, it wasn't like he was some, you know, Zen master or something like that. He had demons of his own or whatever, you know. Uh, But he did train these guys to be unfucking real. Yeah. Um, 
but they all yeah they all treated him like shit and you get an idea why they did that um but uh how they fell so far from grace uh danny eight hands i didn't recognize him i had a hard time picturing him as being adult version right yeah i i really that that threw me the difference between the two because there wasn't not only was there um there no ability which it seems to me that there would have been just on a muscle memory uh but um he there was no the confidence wasn't there there was nothing there uh life had so ground this man down that he was now an insurance salesman. Yeah. Uh, Bad father. A horrible father. Um, yeah, just not... <clears throat> yeah. No, there was no reason to respect him at all. None. And and so... Yeah, you didn't care about... I didn't care about him. I liked the the, the bald guy. But then you also get fucking the one guy who did stay with it, who now see, he's... and that was my biggest problem was he was like a MMA guy now. Yes, and like I'm sorry, there's in MMA that's a combat sport. I don't think you would just forget all the kung fu you ever learned and just well, do that, Brazilian that, Brazilian jiu jitsu. I just know. part, yeah, he went to all taken down on the ground and the yeah that part of it, and it's like no, oh, Hing, know... Hing was the second tiger. Hing was the second tiger. Jim was the the third tiger, the black guy. Oh, okay. So yeah, you you would you would have that. You would be using that, I would think. Yeah. Not just trying to take him out, no, take I him just... down, and choke him out, or get him to tap. That's all he was. Yeah. And the the, and again the, the the I liked the three anime characters who come in and t- and take the selfie with the the the, oh, the, the yeah. funerary picture of the master and stuff like that. I didn't buy that these three old guys were gonna beat him you know what i'm saying like eh. well danny did well, danny didn't the, the the main guy the first number one tiger lion whatever he was yeah. didn't he he get Lost knocked hard. out yeah no he didn't but and, i uh, the, the other two guys well i believe the that jim would because he's been, again he's been trained and that's what he did he took him down he he, he choked him out choked yeah. him out but he was a big guy i mean he's a muscular guy anyway yeah, yeah. he's athletic yeah uh and and Bach with the bad knee, ping, ping, ping. He with bad yeah knee foot whatever was wrong. Uh, got lucky essentially. He did. Yeah, yeah, but he still had some. He still had some juice. The one thing that I did say, and they need to do. I love the acupressure. The, the, yeah, they yes. used to do that all the time, where it was like, oh, you knock the guy out, and then you do touch some points on his back and go like yeah. this, and then oh, you know that that I really like. Yeah. <laughs> and you heal it. Miyagi. Yeah. Uh, I liked that uh, translate. after they beat <laughs> well, up after they beat up Ping and Carter's like helping out and then they just look at him like we don't need a fucking fortune cookie right now. I, yes. I love that line. Yeah. I love that line. Yeah, because Carter kept spitting him out. Carter, uh, he was a dork. And they kept him as a I dork. love the fact that he was despite the fact that he was this master now, he was still a dork. Yes. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, his he uh he came his... around. Well, what did you do? Um, yes, I I didn't exactly lose, but I didn't exactly. What did you do? I uh, turned off all the lights and locked the doors yeah. and waited till he left. I thought that was fucking great, dude. Uh, 
I also, well, there was the one line, uh, to us Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was, um, you know what, I'm, I'm probably liking it more now that I'm talking about it. Uh, while I was watching it, I was kind of, eh. Well, you, you, if you pick out the really good spots, and you... Hey, yeah, we that, keep talking it about makes those. It, yeah, it makes it Well, better. no, because you know what? You get a little <laughs> bit more understanding as you listen about different people's views on things that happen. You go, oh, okay, I can... You know, yeah, that makes it a little bit better. Oh, there you go. Um, no, but uh, on the other hand, uh, a guy who was raised, you know... Your honors, everything, and, and it's like it turns into that bad of a fight. Like, again, to, to your point, Brian, the world ground him down that bad. Yes. Where he's a he's like a shit father. He uh, has no did, honor. But then it also gives yeah. him the opportunity to make that that call on the, you know, on the right over the fight. Like, you know, I just wish I could hug you right now and, if you, you know, want, make a fist. Yeah, and, if you want the whole custody of him, you can have it. There's no, uh, there's no atheists in foxholes. He's yeah. fucking. He's doing his he confessions he's gonna, yeah. and he's yeah. taking care of what he thinks because he's going to die. Uh, that doesn't make you a good father or suddenly a better father. It just means you think you're going to die. So uh, you hedge your bets. You can have full custody even if you want it. Well, yeah. if I die, you get it yeah. anyway. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, that's the way I took that phone call. Uh, okay. That's that is the way because uh Yeah, that's that's I absolutely the way. Maybe taking all that pressure off him allowed him to get back to his uh clear mind and be able to see everything in slow motion. That was my favorite part of the whole movie. When he talked about that. Yeah. That Zen that, that, I could that I could state. see where yeah. <clears throat> I could yeah, I could it's I like, could it's in the zone. It's like when you, you hear Jordan talk and he's like yeah, the basket looked like three feet wide. Like there's no way I can miss. Like, yep. It was in the zone. I that was that part of it. I thought was cool, uh, and how they uh, portrayed that on screen, I thought was cool. Oh, with the yeah. the kind of the the Matrix style. Yeah, yeah. the acid trip, because that's how people with acid. And sleep. I liked the uh, the tennis ball on the string attached to your yeah. head. I I could not I could not understand how that guy could actually do that. <laughs> That was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, was you don't great. know how many takes that was. Yeah. Uh, Me, I'd still be doing it. I thought they dragged that out a little bit. Because they like went to him like three different yeah. times, and I didn't know what the ball was hanging <laughs> off his head. And then he started punching, and then I went, oh, I understand. It took us a long time to get here. They probably could have cut out like two of those. Go back to him putting the ball on. So I have to ask, because the one thing I didn't quite get was did Danny break what's his name's like yes. back that's or something yes that's why he yes. put the phone down 9-11 and Dwight couldn't talk yeah, yeah. he broke okay, his neck that's, uh, that's what I kind of thought he paralyzed him which I suppose is an ending you he couldn't kill him well and that's the thing that, and I was going to throw him off the building after uh, so he Basically crippled this guy to the point where he can't even speak, and then it's like, oh, and now we're teaching kids kung fu for free, and we're offering, you know, it was like this this Disney ending to the end of that, and then that was, if that took off, maybe that took off a star for me essentially. Um, I started teaching his son because, and well, no, I, but it was like this happy after he just basically crippled this guy all of a sudden. Oh, and everything's right with the world. 
I, I had a problem with that. But that's how the Shaw Brothers movie was ended. They, the Shaw Brothers movie just ended. He didn't they, jump she, up she, in the air just, after he did that. <laughs> and then it's over. Because that's what he should be. Puts the phone down, walks away and jumps up. It's over. Are all three of them. <laughs> I don't think Hing, 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 Hing I don't was think not he was jumping. jumping. No. No. I just thought that, yeah. No, they had to make it right with his son and show that. And then, I don't know. It you just, know what? It, it might mean the end of uh, Dodgeball. Action. The more we talk, the more that I realize that these were just three shitty people the entire movie. Well, yeah, because they were total not... dicks when they were when they were young guys. They yes. were like, yeah, of course I'm the biggest badass in the room, you know. And, and yeah, I I agree. And then uh, Danny Eight Hands fucks Jimmy over and leaves him in Japan. And they never yeah, talk yeah, again. Yeah, and Hing, Hing basically bails on the Sifu. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to do charity work anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, he just didn't see the need. He had to make money. And then Jimmy never went back to the Seifu because Sifu. Because he hit him. Because he, he, he basically said you, you shouldn't no, go to Danny Jim- Eight Hands hit him. No, Danny Eight Hands hit him. So that's when, when Danny didn't go. When he didn't want Jimmy to go to go. the tournament. Yeah. Jimmy never went back because of why? Well, he assumed that... that Danny was there, probably. He didn't want to be anywhere around Danny. That or he felt ashamed. For leaving? For for backing out? For for going to this whole thing with his Sifu's blessing in his mind. It wasn't, yeah. And... And, and find out he wasn't blessed? And, no, and, and finding know. Danny wasn't there okay. either. That he felt that there was a shame brought upon him. That would be my idea. Okay. Uh, so they all abandoned their Sifu. They're dicks to everybody. And then they have shitty lives, and I didn't, I, I didn't see the road to redemption. See now, I, I, now you guys are now that you're talking about this, you're actually talking me down. So, so Carter from was, the, Carter how was much the best I like this movie. guy in this movie. Yeah, it turns out Carter was the best man in this entire movie yeah. because He's, he stuck with it yeah. and he honored everybody. And even though he was a dork. Well, uh, he at least had heart. He had he had honor. Yeah. Well, that's that's because them Chinese they do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even even beating them, all three of them, didn't. He never lorded it over them. He never. Ah, uh, he when uh, he attached yeah. the, the wig to the spear, dude. I think that was well, kind that of was lorded. yeah, yeah that, that was. was. <laughs> But but he didn't through the rest of the movie. He was pretty cocky. No, he was a, he was a weapon. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, yeah. is after the fight. Oh yeah, no, no, he wasn't a dick to them. Yeah, no, he was. No, he actually helped. He helped. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he helped everybody from that point. He still had honor, even though. Yeah, that's because his seafood was still alive. And beat the shit uh, out of him. No, because he was an honorable man. Okay, we'll put that. Just because he's a dork doesn't mean he's not honorable. There are people who walk into this store every day who are honorable. There are. And they're there's, dorks. There's a couple of them sitting at this table right now. That are honorable? Yes. Well, that are dorks <laughs> that are honorable. <laughs> oh, that we're honorable dorks. Okay, okay, I'll buy it. Sorry, I just saw the man walking out of McDonald's. I wanted to make sure he wasn't coming over to hassle us. The man. The man. The man. The man. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad he didn't walk over a Especially after, from now. Especially uh, after that opening of our show this time. <laughs> Challenging him. Yeah, we should have been arrested <laughs> for that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, 
All right, boys. What did uh, so we're so so we're selling and we're uh, detracting from everybody's op- op- opinions of this movie. That's what, what we do. What is the uh, what is the venom rating for Paper Tigers? I don't know that we can have a venom rating. You don't think it qualifies on the venom it, scale? I don't think it was a. I don't. You don't think it was enough of a kung fu movie? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, that, that's like would you give a venom rating to Karate Kid? Which is a much better film, but I'm just saying it's a nah, it's like nah, that. That's so true. You don't give it a better rating than the crowd again. All right. So what's the star rating for uh, for Paper Tigers? You know what? The, now that we talk about it, I think more about it. Uh, the acting was really good. I thought. Yeah. Uh, really good. Uh, I'm gonna give it a two. I don't know how it was the. Number eight, nine best film of the decade. Really? Yeah. Only two? I, I don't know how it is either. I, I, you know, I think they fucking called Tubi and said, hey, Tubi. <laughs> hey, we, we, got, list. we got nine movies. We need movies. to make a list. Yeah, we, yeah, we got more. nine movies that, that for the, for the last decade. What do you think? And Tubi went, oh, Paper Tigers is pretty good. <laughs> All right, Keith, what do you give it? I got to go with my comrade in arms here. I'll go two. All right. Uh, I was actually going to give it like a four. Wow, but you the way the the way that you described it, Brian, where you know, these guys were all dicks. They started off being dicks. They ended up being dicks. They're all living these miserable lives. They really learned anything, and they didn't really learn anything. I'm going to go from a three to a, uh, I'm sorry, a four to a three. Okay. But I still really like this. That's movie. fair enough. If we looked at it as a comedy, I give it higher. I, you know what? I don't because uh, I'm sneaking into the the, the it is restaurant. A it is considered. Yeah. Oh, is it yeah. considered comedy? Okay. It was a, a comedy martial arts. Well, I'm looking at martial arts. Movies, I'd give it a lower rating than if I was looking at a comedy. Ah, uh, yeah, I, you know, again, the acting was good. Yeah. All right, that was uh, number nine, Paper Tigers. Uh, your mileage may vary. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. All right, so I don't know how this evolved into, we. well, we did an exploitation movie a couple of months ago with Hitman and Brian, you decided as showrunner that we were going to do, instead of a bad movie, an exploitation movie this week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we would And that with... exploitation movie is Switchblade Sisters, also known as The Jezebels from 1975, directed by podcast favorite Jack Hill, also responsible for Spider-Baby. Coffee. Yes. And coffee. And coffee. Yeah. Written by Hill, uh, John uh, Prizer and FX Mayor, and starring Robbie Lee, Joanne Nail, Monica Gale, Asher Branner, uh, Chase Newhart, Marlene Clark, and we cannot forget Mr. Pinciotti from that 70s show, <laughs> Don Stark, who was a good looking cat when he was young. Yeah, but obviously he had a broke dick. It was hooked. That's why it was called Hook. It was, yeah, Hook Dick. So, yes, this is uh, a female gang movie uh, that has a little bit of everything in it. It's got some uh, It's got some murder, it's got some mayhem, it's got some prison... Uh, hijinks, yeah. It has hijinks. Hijinks. Uh, and uh, it was very entertaining. <laughs> so much so that... Uh, Quentin Tarantino re-released this in the '90s under his own label, and he did the D- DVD commentary with Jack Hill, uh, as this being one of his. And favorite. he did a premiere. He brought the entire cast in. Uh, though there's some interesting things with the cast that I thought, but uh, 
all in all, I thought this was an interesting little film. <laughs> I did. I well, did. When you put it like that. <laughs> I, I, well, and, and in Mexico, it was like they literally called it like Warriors Two when they re, when they released it in, in uh, Spanish language. I could see that. It definitely had. I mean, and this is five years before Warriors because Warriors was nineteen eighty. Um, but they all had you know it was lace and muff and donut and they had great jolly pirate names. <laughs> it's from the crow. They had uh, Patch, who lost an eye for this gang. I lost an eye for this well, she gang. She Patch before or after she lost the eye. Because well, that'd that, be ironic. That would be weird. That would be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We called her Patch because she used to put him on her jeans. And then she lost her eye. Uh, the, and started buying new jeans. The rival gang leader was called Krabs. Oh, Krabs was great. It was Krabbit. I could not figure out what the fuck was up with that medallion. It wow. Was a, it was a special medallion. It was, it was a magical It was medallion. a special medallion. I, uh, what? You, anybody seen my medallion? You get Did the, it look like this? Yeah, you gotta get the medallion. <laughs> it's kinda, yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, you have some fun facts for this movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, Robbie Lee, who played Lace... Who, who gritted her teeth through the whole thing. Uh, I die for him. <laughs> I'm so angry. So, so angry. I can understand her. Uh, Keep going. She was also Polly, the adorable daughter in Big Bad Mama. Yes, she was. That I knew. That I did not know. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, well, we'll talk about Big Bad Mama later. Uh, Joanne Nail, who was Maggie... Who was a little hottie. She was old, though, comparatively. She was older. She was like 15 years older than most of the people there. <laughs> so when you look at it. She ended up marrying uh, Joseph Gallagher. And if you look him up, it'll it'll say uh, Harvard graduate Joseph Gallagher. Um, who was the former president of ILM. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she's got a Star Wars tie, which is great. Monica Gale, who played Patch. Who I've seen in other things, uh, had a ten-year career and disappeared, and nobody's seen her. Don't know if she's alive or dead or. Oh, if you're listening, contact us. Yeah, let us know. Come We're on, worried because I loved you, and uh, and then you're and then you've got the best little. Uh, I do the the little bit about donut. Donut, don't you know who Donut is? I do not know who Donut is. It's really? Kitty Bruce is the actor. Yeah, it's daughter of Lenny Bruce. The famed comedian. Are you shitting me? Yeah. Yes, I'm making this up. No, I'm not shitting you. Yes. She's it sounds dog. like something you'd make up. It does, but no, it's actually uh, the not, other not one. Robert DeBruce. She's not. Uh, we had to double check that. Uh, I can't remember her name, but you know who plays? Uh, she's kind of Maggie's second in command. Uh, Muff? Not oh, Muff. The, the, the blonde. The yeah, the blonde. blonde. I thought it was Gabby or something like that. Or... Yeah, I think it is Gabby. But she uh, went on as a producer and writer for uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. But this is her first film. Wow. Good so, pedigree. Did, yes. Great pedigree. Lace gets thrown in jail in juvie because well, they're not she, old enough. After she fights, if she fights Maggie. After she fights. she wouldn't get off the table. Yeah, That's she would table. Get, get <laughs> How long did Maggie stand there? With her chain and the switchblade and the coat around her, her hand, 
Uh, she just stood there Come until on. the cops Come walked in. And then, and then she, she was still standing there. And then not, the cop walked up I'm to her. I'm not part of this. I'm not with her. I'm not with her, yeah. I, I don't know how she, well, she had the chain. All of a sudden, like, Patch comes up, she whips out the chain. Like, Bam! Yeah. Uh, just, just Ninja girl. Ninja, yeah. She's like a ninja, but she didn't go into, uh, well, she did go a little bit into her tough past. You get a little taste of yeah. it with Muff. Oh, yeah, get some, uh, you know, lakes didn't grow up really easy either. No. No. Got to throw shit at rats in her house. Yeah, she was not happy. Uh, then she gets raped by, Dom. by Dominic. Nikki. By Nikki, uh, who's a Chicago born actor, was a member of Second City. Uh, he's dead now. He was also Why are you this down? 42 in the film, yeah. playing young Nikki. <laughs> Well, I could believe he couldn't get out of high school. I could believe that, too. Uh, but, uh, so, he rapes Maggie. Um, you got what you wanted, now leave. And then she cries on his chest. Yeah, yeah. And then she falls in love with they him. Didn't, they, didn't do, um, they didn't do rape well in the 70s. <laughs> they did not portray it well in the 70s. Because then she's making eyes at him, and he's yeah. making eyes at her through the whole thing. And there was nothing going on between me and Dominic. And you're like, no, there was. There was. After the rape. I, I can't understand how you wouldn't just fucking hate him. Yeah, yeah. Said so, she's somehow in love with him. Yeah, they didn't They didn't portray rape well in the 70s. I think that that was a fault of the 70s. They yes. Just, yes. They didn't understand rape. Um. This film is based on, take a step back, guys, Othello. Yes, I, I'm looking at that right now. <laughs> I did see that, yes. And uh, and it really nails it. Elaborate. <laughs> Elaborate. Please, elucidate, to use the word. Or hallucinate. Of the <laughs> elucidate. No, I don't think I will. Um... I I actually, now I want to. Now I I watched it on Amazon, and now I want to. I really want to get the DVD and listen to the yeah commentary. The the director's commentary. commentary. I was going to order it. It's like nine bucks on eBay. It um, yeah, Quentin Tarantino loved this film, and I can see why. It was a fun little film. It it's it's a slice of time, uh, but like you you get to the end where it's just so over the fucking top. I actually like the end fight, the shadow fight. Oh, that was I done thought that well. was really, really yes. fucking cool. That yes. was that was cool. Yes. Where <laughs> she just fucking yeah. stands her right in the throat. Yeah. Holy I'm like, shit. I'm like, this is cool when, when we're not actually seeing the fight. And and yeah. yeah, that was a cool little thing. Yes. And she comes out all bloody. Yeah, and she's fucking now she's lace. Yeah. Because she's I'm got in the charge, yeah. Yeah. We're the Jezebels. I thought you were the Deb, Dagger Debs or whatever. They changed it. Where's it? Jezebels. I'm a Jezebel. I'm a Jezebel. I thought there weren't any gangs. Yeah. What about her? Don't know her. Yeah. Never seen I've her. always been one of you. I'm one of you. Yeah, no. I'm a Jezebel. No, you're not. I've never seen you. And then she's like... <laughs> Crying into one patch. The, the patch what, starts getting yeah. wet. <laughs> you can see them dripping out from under the patch. <laughs> I lost my eye for this gang. Uh... We don't want her to get scarred. Scarred, I lost my eye. 
my hand. <laughs> you skipped track so quickly. I, this was uh, this was a hit. This was a hit for me. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was. Uh, I thought it, I thought it was gonna be more or better, cause knowing that Quentin Tarantino was such a big fan of it. I mean, I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I just I, I don't know if I went in anticipating too high. You, you, you didn't like it as much as you thought you were. No, the like fight it. scenes were okay. The the, the the gunning at the roller rink was just that was horrible. That was horrible. horrible. That was that horrible. Was fucking horrible. And then the cops' reaction to it after some people got roughed up at the local ro- yeah. roller rink. Yeah. and I'm like, no, they got shot. There was fucking. There was a, a mass shooting. Brian, I was waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to cite to do the Keith and cite some physics. Like if you're on roller skates with a shotgun, that'd be cool. You'd be you're gonna go backwards. go backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... So yeah, it was. Although they did have like uh, predating the the car from uh, Animal House, they sort of made the Animal House Deathmobile. Yeah, and I guess uh, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I wonder if they got that from Animal House from that because oh, that's they could have because like the three, the girl three. said that there was no safety. Uh, she fucked herself up on that thing, yeah. shooting that the gun, and whenever they stop, it would just kill me. She was like, "No, it oh. fucked me up." So wow. there was, it was not. Wow, you gotta, you gotta bleed for your art. Is that what it is? You gotta bleed. Well, you saw it. You saw it. <laughs> but where yeah. are you get? Where, where does the when does the southern stuff kick in? When does the southern? I, been, you, I just, blame you for the Solomon Grundy at the beginning. Of the that's show. probably the that's probably the case. The trigger. <laughs> no, I was already going by then. <laughs> but I love that. <laughs> That I that loved. No, I, I, I liked the movie a lot. I, I just like I did. I said I went probably higher expectations, going to exploitation that that Quentin Tarantino liked liked so much he brought back in, and I could see parts of it were like a genius, but there are other parts that are really really no, the, the, not genius. The shootout and the the, the roller skate that, that, shootout was like just it, 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 to me it it was so ridiculous it like detracted from the movie. Yeah, yeah, it did very very. Oh much God, so. yeah. Uh, on, on the other hand, the opening sequence where Lace is like throwing the thing in the rat, and then the guy comes to like you know repo the, the TV, TV, and his, yeah, her yeah. mom gives him. I actually was I I was Brian there. I was th- I thought like the mom was gonna like bang the the repo man well, or they, something they, like that. They sort of made they hint, he, yeah. He, he went. I need, I need cash this time. Yeah. she's too busy taking care of the rent. Okay, she can only but, take care yeah, of so many they, things. Yeah, but then they they shake and then they they rob the money back from the yeah. repo man. Yes. I thought that was actually kind of. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, but I thought he'd be more off. fucked up than. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're they're like, just cut I went and switch Well, you know what? As the uh, as more and more, I liked how they introduced the dagger dabs. First of all, they had dagger dabs spray painted everywhere. But uh, how they oh, introduced was that them? them? <laughs> yeah, how the, the it would open yeah, up and yeah. three more would get out, yeah. and then it would go to the next yeah, floor. The, yeah. Uh, so I liked how they did that. Uh, I thought it was stupid that they they go to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> they got money to spend. They got money now. Well, since it's on us, can I get a double cheeseburger with fries and a good shake? They just, they did not uh, treat Bruce's kitty, kitty donut well. No, no, donut was not. Donut yeah, was not Donut was the, was the, uh, whipping was, boy. Was the, the runt of the litter, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, my God. Um, All right, so what do we think of our uh, second exploitation movie for the, the broadcast here? 
we have to come up with a scale. Yeah. A different scale because this is this can't be compared to other films. I don't think it can be compared to bad films. No, it's I, I it's uh, you can only judge an exploitation film against itself, I would say. Uh, We've had a few of those, but Okay. Well, uh mostly, mostly black exploitation films, but uh you know what? I I uh just for um the flashes of genius that this movie did show. Uh and for its commitment to just completely over-the-top acting. Because it never let up. <laughs> the foot never came yeah, off the there gas. Was, yeah, yes. There was no one who... Oh, they're going to be a Ken Mule winners. Not even close. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I would give this one a three and a half. <laughs> we're working towards that. What am I going to give you? I'm going to draw this it out. It was going out <laughs> as I was talking, and then I had to get it out before it went too high. Uh, I would, because uh, of the cool fight, the shadow fight at the end, but get take away the roll ring, I give it three stars. It's it's better than average. It's not great. It could have been great. There's there's some things they, they would have. They made great use of shitty spaces. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Uh, it, it almost is like the roller rink was shot in somebody's basement. Uh, and Probably the re- same basement they shot all the other scenes. Right, but they repurposed the walls with the the uh, great lumber paneling. Yeah. <laughs> that evidently Maggie can just go through yeah. with a chair. Uh, the opening sequence. <laughs> I kept thinking through that whole scene. Plywood, the great equalizer. Because <laughs> they're all hiding behind plywood <laughs> sheets. Firing shotguns at each other. Oh, I know that's happening. Oh, okay, when when they go to go to the the uh, <laughs> what's the other gang? The 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 gang with the car and all the machine guns. The the female gang. Yeah. Uh, they go and push, muffs rust. Muffs whatever. <laughs> they go push on the front door. It almost caved in when when she pushed on a little bit. You're like, well, that's secure. <laughs> well, then you have the city street fight. You have everybody running around with guns. Civilians being mowed down left and right. It's on a city fucking street. They no, blow please. up the van yeah, with vitamins on it. <laughs> the police showed up Dairy Queen in like two minutes. Yeah. Not a cop to be found anywhere on this no. this whole street no. battle. You talked me out of three stars. Two and a half stars. <laughs> All right. I don't know if this one's gonna this is gonna be a new segment or not. That was Switchblade Sisters, our second exploitation movie. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. Spoiler alert. All right, so we've been following along with the latest Star Trek offering on the Paramount app, and that is Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and we just watched episode five entitled Charades. And... Wow, that was not a good de- exhale. I, I, this, one, this one I'm still debating. With who? Myself. All right, so basically... You can win. Well, so yeah, you've got another funny one. It involves Spock... And I think I'm getting, I think I'm getting a little tired of, oh, well, let's mess with Spock in some way and let the comedy ensue type of a thing, because that's what they did last episode, last season too. Now, I'm not to say that this wasn't cute and there wasn't some cute stuff in here, but I was. You're getting tired of the trope. (sighs) If they're gonna do the next season, if they do a funny one, it's got to be, 
not Spock, you know. Uh, so it was, it was okay. So basically, the premise of this one is um, the uh, chapel and Spock are on a shuttlecraft. They encounter uh, this alien race that basically they fall into a black hole. The alien race re- resets them. But they they determine that oh Spock's Vulcan part is is part of, is incorrect so we just make him a human, so you've got human Spock at you know essentially fourteen, and Ethan Peck did a great job by the way I thought, but uh, of course his his engagement dinner to uh, to Pring just happens to be you know when he's a human and stuff like that. Now what did they do last season where it was oh they and it was him and to Pring switching. Yeah, souls yes. or whatever. So they're they're you know, and it's like okay, so we got to do something goofy with Spock in order to get the comedy episode. I'm like, eh, you know, it's it's getting a little. No, no, I don't. I I don't think that. Um, I don't think that that's it. I think what they do is mess with Spock to give Ethan Peck something to play with, because otherwise, it's a it's a pretty stoic character. Yeah, I mean. And I actually think he does a good job with the the kind of underlying emotion with Spock. And that's yes, why he does. I think he does a really good job. Yeah. But yeah, so you have Spock at you know with the emotional stability of a fourteen year old adolescent, and he's got to deal with his his future in laws. Mm-hmm. I think they set that up nicely in the season prior when he got mad and he couldn't control his anger, and that's as half Klingon. So now he loses that filter, and he's like, like. Brian. <laughs> uh, we do get to see uh, his mother. Yes. Uh, and he's uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. That the episode in the original series where he where they first introduce Sarek. Uh huh. I think it's Jordan Babel. Mm hmm. He they even reference like he him and Spock are like estranged. Right? Yes. So I thought that was kind of a neat carryover. Yes. The. Aliens were basically an automated uh, customer service uh, thing for FedEx. Oh my God! They, There's that no was funny. There's shop. no need for further contact. The repairs have been, you know, the repairs have been done. A <laughs> uh, complaint after the, 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 the yeah, whatever. Yeah, time. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Yeah. Everybody in this had really good comedy chat. I mean, yes. You know, uh, I, and again, I, I'm not. I'm. I, I, the execution was fine. It's just to, to me, the premise was is getting is starting to get a little old. I think the execution was great. This again, this came back to the the, the shows I like. It was a Nurse Chapel show. I think that they've done an interesting job with her. I think that semi rushed. I think the the most shows when they build up the he likes her, she likes him. They take a little longer than this. This has been going on since the first yeah, season. It's been going it's, on since the first season. Okay, so it's been... It's been going on since episodes? the original series. Okay. There was always a, yeah. a, a well, thing that said that Chapel and Spock had a thing going on. That's later. That's after this. Chapel and Spock had a thing going on. Which which, thing no, going on. Thing going on. which negates the whole later one. Cause they, have a th- they have a thing going on yeah, there, too? And, and, well, yeah, I know, but that's afterwards. So. After they've already... Whatever they did in this episode. Oh, they did. They did hard, because Spock talks about being with Earth women. He'd hurt them. <laughs> Bad. Oh my god! They're all Jezebels. <laughs> so, my opinions aside, what do we think of the episode, boys? I liked it. I, again, it brought back. 
It came back to the kind of format that I like on this show, which is essentially a fun little throwaway episode that really didn't... It, it helps with characterization, but it doesn't need to be much more than that. Uh, focused on a single character, really, uh, telling a story from them. I was a little bummed that they split up Spock and Tapring, and maybe they'll get it together, but they're a fun little couple. Tapring was... I have spent the entire day with my mother. It was challenging. I actually liked Spock's mom a lot. Oh, no, she was fantastic. I thought it was handled really well in showing what she had to do and endure to be part of the culture. And she was still not accepted. Yes. And and the fact that she was a mother and, and her worst moment is, you know, her proudest moment is when he was accepted. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yes. And I do like that Spock uh, lit it up at the end. Uh, though, I thought it was kind of, he had already taken the drug to come back. To, and I, I didn't think he needed to do that. I didn't think he needed to do that. And I think, I also think that... Uh, he would still be a smart guy, and the only way to pull it off really would have been to tell Tapring, to let her know what was going on. Yeah, but I mean, and then you'd lose the all the comedy elements of it and stuff like that. And but there wasn't any comedy elements between him and Tapring. There wasn't anything really. Um, there was no hilarity ensuing mm. between those two. It was between Tapring's mom. Yeah. Uh, and actually, you would have gotten more comedy gold out of Tapring knowing and trying to cover things up because you wouldn't have had to rely so heavily well, on Well, you got the good, the good bits with his mother or whatever, with Spock's mother. Uh-huh. Well, there's where you get the emotion for the show. You get the heart of the show with Spock's mother. Yeah. But the funny would have been would yeah, have been done see, well no, you with Tapring. You got a point there. You yeah. got a point there. Anson Mount, once again, proven his his chops. Oh. He is becoming one of my favorite. Like, if he's not my favorite captain, I, I, I can, I, I, he's one of my favorite actors. Without a doubt, he's my favorite captain. But, yeah, I don't think that there's... I say, it's not a deep field for me, but... I have made this traditional Vulcan dish for you. Of course, I cannot duplicate this, so I, I, I salted it. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the dad is, like, totally, like... And she's like... Well, if it's salted, it's not proper Vulcan food. Traditional, yeah. traditional yeah. Vulcan food. And then at the end, he's like, uh, is there any more of that uh, crunchy thing? You know, that was <laughs> fucked. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> fucking. And, uh, yes. I thought that was, he was it, it fucking just great. Uh, you know what? I, there was a lot of elements within that story that were really cool. But, uh, and like, well... Again, I, the, the mistakes I mentioned that I thought that would have made it better, but um, and I don't know that I love the the consummation of the Chapel Spock relationship. Well, that's what I meant. I didn't think it just all of a sudden boom. It's not logical. It is for her. It is for her. Of course, she she she, she had the wet that's, knickers. That's all. <laughs> she. You just got like a, a. She had her support group going. You should go for it. You like him. Tell him you like him. <laughs> Come on, everyone knows it. Throw in a hen party in Star Trek. <laughs> there essentially was one, and he was hanging out. In it. I know. I know. I know. I don't even want to. I don't know. I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> you already did. <laughs> I did. 
Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Fun little episode. Yeah. Yeah. Back to what back to what uh I thought because last episode I didn't care for. Yeah. We have the Gorn War coming and I'm interested to see what they do with that. Because oh, is that what is that what's coming up? I mean, they teased it at the very first episode of the Stinger of the very first episode. So they got, I take it though, this is it's got to start building. It has to because we're almost done. Yeah, that's true. So we gotta we gotta go get somewhere. All right, uh, we are still enjoying this one. Stay with us. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, so we've also been following along with the latest animated Star Wars offering on the Disney app. And that is Star Wars Visions, and we watched the final episode of this season, entitled Ow's Song, uh, done by the South African uh, animation studio Triggerfish. So you have um, a planet of corrupted kyber crystals, you have a couple of teddy bears who mine it, and the daughter can sing... And heal the kyber crystals of their torture. Is that is that am I pretty summing it up pretty good there? Yeah, sure. They obviously got all these and put them in order of wow, this one's really awesome, and they start going downhill from there. Because I thought I was not a fan of this one. I thought this was one of my favorites. Really? really? Absolutely. You know what? Um. I didn't think the story was that bad. The I just could not get past the, the the character design and the animation, and I just I. That's part of what I really liked. Really? Yeah. No. <laughs> the, no. The reason that I liked it is it it was. It was different. It was different, and uh, when you said teddy bear, I went, oh, "Okay, yeah, I could buy that." It was so different in that, but. But I could buy it enough that I could put it in the Star Wars universe. I I, I, the, I, I will the 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 Jedi design was the the lady who's the Jedi that was a great design. Yes. I liked her. Uh, voice acting was great. I just I, I mean and and, and again um, the story itself it wasn't a force sensitive little girl you know getting her brother into trouble. It was something it was something original. It just I the. I just could not get past the animation in this. I just oh, I I didn't, uh, especially when she was singing and they would go into that. Everything would light up. Yeah, uh, it would have been nice had they done something about the pain, because you're you're torturing the kyber crystals, so they're actually in pain. Uh, so you would have had a, a planet of pain. Uh, that would have been nice, but uh, the fact that she could. Purify them with her voice. In uh, the the legend of Ahsoka, part of what she does is she takes two Inquisitors lightsabers because well I'm not I can't give you the end now of Clone Wars. <laughs> we'll wait until we see it. But that's so far in future we'll forget it by the time we get there. She uh, she has to get lightsabers again. She takes them from the Inquisitors, and then she has to meditate over them to heal the Kyber Crystal. And that's why she has white lightsabers. Not everybody has white lightsabers. As a matter of fact, nobody has white lightsabers. <clears throat> so uh, 
it's about the purification, but she had to meditate over them for a long time in order to heal them and that this girl could sing and heal these crystals was pretty cool. Uh, which and I thought that they did it well with the with the Jedi, who was like, "Oh my God, you know that she could do this, and you have an ability." Yeah, it has something to do with the Force, but she's not going to be a Jedi, or she could be. That's just I'm how her. Take her away now. But yeah, and that's what uh, that's what I was thinking. You know, what first I I, I it struck me in this one that, um, and it's probably because I'm really focused on it. Just anyway, going back in. Um, history for uh the britons and the romans but uh star wars is just a wonderful mix of prehistoric and high tech in that they live in roundhouses most of the time it's just very simple and then you have these spaceships and lasers and um they i mean luke skywalker grew up on a moisture farm yes yes uh, and these people well, lived in huts, hut, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and most of the time you get to Ahsoka in the hut village, and the, you know what I mean? It's it's just a, a but it's a neat mix, and I I picked that up in the show. Uh, it is another one where uh, you've got a daughter who has to be taken away from her family, uh, <coughs> yeah. and a father who boy, that's you know what? It seems like there's been some recurrent. That's been a recurrent. It's been recurrent. Stealing children, fucking Jedi, they're evil. There's uh, arguments to be made. Arguments to be made. Recruiting her own little army, just grabbing kids up. She's a little old uh, for training, but she's got a hell of a, a gift. Uh, all in all, that I thought it was... exploit and use and, yeah. I thought it was a great little story. I thought it was a neat twist on it. Uh, I don't know why, but I, I felt this one a little bit more than other ones. Um... And maybe it was the titty bear thing. It could have been. Uh, I thought that it fit very well for the story. Uh, I'm on Lance's side. I didn't care for the... Fucking heartless bastards. I didn't care for much of any of it. I just... Don't... don't, I don't... I don't get the Kyber crystals as much as you guys, so it's like... Well, it's because you saw Star Wars like a year later, Keith. Yeah. Yeah, you're in, you're in if you had seen Star Wars when all of the rest of Because they mentioned did. kyber crystals in that, didn't yeah. they? No, but, but it would have been printed on you a lot differently. Yeah. It yeah. did. Uh, it printed on me negatively because <laughs> I was the one who couldn't see it and everyone else did. You know what? Uh, they don't talk a lot about algebra in math. Uh, but once you learn algebra, if you don't have that foundation set, uh, you miss things. Uh, I was taking algebra in and grade so, school. So. Yeah, I know. I, uh, oh, oh, I'm the numbers, numbers guy. guy. Yeah, see, so, so it does. I get it. Yeah, but, uh, obviously you don't have the Star Wars Foundation. You yeah. missed that part of it where uh, it didn't imprint so that no. when kyber crystals came, you couldn't immediately put it in. Oh, my God, those are crystals. Yeah, whatever. And oh, they oh hurt okay, you know what, make fun of it. But pain. you're making fun of it out of your pain, and we know that. So what and, is? Okay. Yeah. You you do I, that I'm a lot. Striking you try bad to... something that hurts me. Yes, okay. yeah. yeah. You're you're. It's like wounded animal Keith coming out, and we we love that because we want to help that. We feel that. We don't want you to chew off your paw, Keith. <laughs> Only if there's a kyber crystal in it. Which one of you is gonna sing to heal him? <laughs> we'll let Brian do it. 
I'll come out and one land. Someone lands healing. <laughs> Not unless you want me to blow up all this recording gear. All right, so we've come to the end of season two of Star Wars Visions, fellas. What uh, what's the overall impression of the uh, the series? We should have stopped earlier. Better than season one. Definitely oh God, better than season one. That's not a high bar. Uh, I would like to see a season three. As long as they kept it in the mix like this, where they had animation studios from around the yep. world with different takes of Star Wars, I would be more than fascinated to, to find out what, every, what different countries' takes are on Star Wars. Yes. Be. I thought that was the most fascinating thing about this entire season. Is I was surprised at the amount of Sith. But this really reminds me is all the fan fiction, all the fan films that when YouTube yeah. first came out, yeah. all the fan films people did. And I think if they went that route, where they went more, oh, uh, that, you know what, a gorilla ground floor making. We all, everyone has phones now; they can make movies. And, and if they did something like that, that might be fun. Where, where you know, it's people who truly love this who are not just trying to make a name for their, their studios doing that. I think it'd be good. You should make one. Uh, there's so much on my plate right now. Yeah, dude, TikTok. I mean, he's, a, like he's, a, he's, a, he's an influencer. I've got my TikToks going. I, uh, yeah, I have to. There's a lot of demand there. It All right, so like if we were gonna put a if we were gonna put a star rating on season two of Star Wars Visions, boys, what would we uh, what would we call it? I don't remember what my star rating on season one is. Low. It was not high. Okay, so it'd be one and a half times whatever my rating on that is. So that's like a six. No, I didn't rate it a four. There's no way I rated that fucker a four. It's probably two. So it's probably a three then. Three and a, I'll give it three and a half. I was going to say three and a half. I thought it was really good. Uh, I could even go four. But uh, that's you still should. a little that's high. A little singing strong. And that's a little strong. Three and a half feels right. Uh, what's seven out of nine? That's the Star Trek person. He's right. You know what you are, Jerry Ryan. Yeah, that's uh, Jerry Ryan. What, what? <laughs> and that's hot. Actually, it's seventy-seven percent. Seventy-seven percent. So, so uh, what? Seventy-seven percent of five would be three point seven five, essentially. A little bit higher. But thank God for that Let's, sixth grade algebra. Yeah, that sixth grade cipher. X equals two, and that uh, that sounds good to me. I will call three. this one uh, three and three quarters of a star because I thought seven out of nine of them were pretty good. Oh, he was actually doing the math, man. Because <laughs> you, you, because that's why I was, I was thinking the from last season. You were like, well, two of them out of seven were yeah, good, yeah, or whatever. I so did whatever. Do that. that sounds you like did. me. I'm a, I'm a jerk like that. All right, so we're what we want a gorilla fan film uh, version of this for the third season. That would be fucking awesome. Have you guys ever seen Troops? Yes, it's like cops. The, with stormtroopers, with stormtroopers. oh no, films. one of the original fan films. You've yeah. never seen that? No. There, there's a bunch of them out there. Really good. It's so. re- dude. It's funny as hell. It's funny. Okay. It yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was uh, that was Star Wars Visions. As a rule, we liked it. Give it a watch. Let us know what you think. <laughs>